everyone. Welcome back to the Speak Up Erica podcast. And today, my guest is Chantel. Hi. Hi, Chantel. <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, so today's topic, Chantel works a lot in the sustainability field. And we're just going to be talking about positive impacts um, that you can make in the for the environment. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Um, Chantel, would you be able to just share a little bit about yourself? For sure. (laughs) So um, I think this is the point where whenever you introduce yourself and you say your name and then you say your occupation, and I think I've really been reevaluating that and taking a page from the book, The Untethered Soul, where they ask you, who are you? And over this time, especially... Um, in this downtime, I think like a lot of us, we've been pivoting, we've been changing, we've been trying to figure out what to do. I was heavily involved uh, within the environmental nonprofit sector for the past like 10 years. And I sort of just got over it. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to step back and reevaluate. So um, I am relaunching as a holistic life coach and a birth and postpartum doula. But sustainability is always near and dear to my heart, so I think that um, environmental consulting is always on the radar. And doing things oh, like yes. this, where we can talk about the importance of your of your individual impact mm-hmm. and of the changing technologies and these things that are happening all around us, so that uh, we can all make a more positive impact. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree. And there's like those people out there that, yes, people are talking about sustainability, but they're not necessarily putting the action towards like helping make it better exactly for the environment, right and I think another thing that I saw was that a lot of people want to help yeah but they see the environmental initiatives as being inconvenient mm-hmm. or as being something yeah. that they are not necessarily willing to do mm-hmm. and that's what made me stop to say well, wait a second, why are we forcing people to do what they don't want to do? We want everyone mm-hmm. to be happy. We want them yeah. to be healthy, but we also want them to treat the environment well. Mm-hmm. So how can we influence or encourage people not to hate their lives yeah. by being better to the environment, but how can you live a happy and sustainable life while also living with compassion, while also being, you know, taking care of yourself and taking mm-hmm. care of the environment around you too? Mm-hmm. So yeah. that was, that's been my focus a little bit more lately is yeah. making it easier, making it more appealing. Yes. Yeah. It's hard. It is. It <laughs> People is don't like the planet. No. Oh, like, I think <laughs> why when, though? <laughs> when those, um, like when those articles come up and, uh, you're like scrolling through Instagram and you see like, oh, the world's going to end in 2021 or right. something like that. Right. Then people get more concerned and they're like, oh crap, maybe I should be doing something. Right. But then they just scroll to the next story and then they're like, oh, right. yeah. they there's don't really that, like, like missing, sink it in. Yeah, yeah, there's that missing piece though because they're right. like, okay, well, what am I going to do if the world is ending or if there's going to be more right. plastic than fish in the ocean? Like, <sighs> yeah. I'm so um, powerless, you feel. You feel yeah. sort of... Um, insignificance the word that Mm -hmm. I'm gonna stick with but I think that's why it's most important and if anyone is listening to this podcast right now Mm -hmm. if you're one of those people that needs convincing Mm -hmm. if you're one of those people that is unsure of why you should be doing something for the greater collective and Mm -hmm. you don't feel that you are 
a reflection of that greater collective, mm-hmm. then I think you should stop listening right now because <laughs> I don't want to convince anyone anymore. Yeah. I'm not convincing anyone mm-hmm. to do something that um, they feel is extra effort for the greater good. Right. Because I think that yeah. we just need to step up. Like we just need mm-hmm. to really evaluate what we're doing and be yeah. able to own it mm-hmm. and move forward. Because mm-hmm. right now it's like we're shaming and we're pointing fingers and right. we're doing all this stuff and it's like it's not helping. Yeah. But how can we empower people? How can we make it convenient? How can yes. we make it so that the environmental or the sustainable initiative is not swimming upstream? Yeah. So yeah. um yeah, if you're if you need convincing, I mean you can listen, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I honestly like yeah. there are so many reasons for us to not only for the planet, yeah. like I don't I, I think a, a big um idea is that you do things for the planet and it doesn't benefit everything else. If you do things sustainably, you're saving money and you're also improving your health. Nine times out of ten, any of the in- environmental initiatives mm-hmm. will help you save money and make you live a healthier life. Right. So yeah. if you don't care about the environment, you at least care about your wallet, I'm sure. Yeah, that's You can true. use that as a motivation instead. And I think that's where I wanted to step away from the environmental industry because we right. kept on pushing, hug the trees and not hey, holistically, this is actually a better way for you to live your life. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Yeah. that's why I want to make it more appealing. Yeah, (laughs) I think that's true because a lot of, I mean, if they don't care about the environment, everyone cares about themselves. Right. Right? (laughs) Exactly. So that's a good twist. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Should we get into it then? Yeah, so I figured that we could start off with, um, looking at three different ways that you can use your time Ooh, yeah. more mindfully to reduce your impact. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then following this, we'll be doing three ways that you could use your time to make a more positive impact. Okay. So yeah. let's get into the negatives first because okay. I think um, one of the big things that I acknowledged is that, okay, perfect example. Uh, Burlington, Burlington, Ontario, car ownership of about 2.5 per household. So we love cars in Burlington. You can't drive, sorry, you can't bike, you can't take the bus, you got to drive everywhere. Mm -hmm. It's just what happens. I'm not sure why. Right. Now with the electric car, Mm -hmm. let's just assume that everyone switched over to an electric car. Mm -hmm. The battery is way worse (laughs) than... Then a lot of the effects of your regular traditional car. Wow. So if we were to literally switch everyone into an electric car, first off, I don't think we would have enough power to charge them all on the grid. I think that would be a lot of power. And then also we would have this mass amount of batteries that can't be properly disposed of at the end of life for these electric cars. So instead of switching to that more sustainable environmental option mm-hmm. we have to reduce first mm-hmm. like we literally have to sit down and think how can we reduce our consumption because mm-hmm. even if we were to switch to solar panels even if we were to switch to whatever else is out there that's more sustainable mm-hmm. at the rate of our consumption it won't be sustainable there's no way we can sustain it right, because yeah. we're already consuming however many times more than the Eastern world. We are already consuming so much more and wasting so much that 
to switch to the environmental um, initiative, yeah. think of all the solar panels we would have to make. Right. Think of all the resources oh it takes to make those solar panels. Exactly. Think of the um, the garbage at the end of those the those cells' lives. Yeah. So it's it's interesting how um, one of the big things that you'll see with this movement is. Oh, um, you know, say no to straws. So buy right. buy a plastic, yeah, like reusable straw. Things, yeah, it's like, well, why can't we just not use the straw for those people who who don't necessarily need one? You don't have to go out and buy a brand new straw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we can just focus on not using a straw, mm-hmm. and that's where I think the the first step is mm-hmm. is really acknowledging how much we need to reduce before we switch over into renewable technology and into um, a new sustainable shift. So mm-hmm. um, in terms of in terms of how you spend your time in this, we really need to reflect. Yeah. We really need to look at what we are consuming and what we are wasting. And one of the big things I used to teach, um, especially kids, when mm-hmm. I was working with these um, groups and businesses, mm-hmm. we would be doing presentations for these employees and large corporations mm-hmm. who didn't necessarily associate with their waste. They yes. didn't know what they were throwing out. Yes. And the yeah. best way you can find out how to reduce your impact is literally going through your garbage. Yeah. Because we are all responsible and accountable for that waste that we produce and yeah. taking a, sep- a second to see what we are throwing out on a daily basis yeah. is that first step. I exactly. think 100%. That's that's so interesting that you say that though because I was in an interview one time and one of when they asked me at the end do you have any questions for us and I asked them oh what are your sustainable practices in your business right and he didn't really have an answer he's like oh uh we recycle mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and that's like but Check like digging them. deeper into right. what they actually do in sustainability it's right. not a lot of companies like think about it I guess and it's funny because we've given people who recycle the pat on the back it's like okay job well done you are now sustainable carry on you <laughs> will save the world by recycling yeah. your plastic water bottle right it's like no because yeah. it takes a lot of effort and energy and water and resources yes. For these water bottles to be recycled, to be, um, you know, melted down, processed, whatever they need to do, Mm -hmm. only to turn out to be a bottle cap in its next life. It's downcycling. Mm -hmm. So it really just, it's frustrating when we assume that recycling is the answer. And I I think we talked about this actually during the local (laughs) Yeah. Because I am probably the first person, first, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'll call it out. I will call out recycling at any point because I think that the best thing that you can do is compost for sure. Yes. Yeah. And then use reusables. The recycling component of our life needs to drastically change because we just rely on that to Mm -hmm. save the world. And it's so funny. I can't even, I can't even deal. (laughs) If people recycle, then sometimes that they don't recycle properly and that doesn't create the impact that they thought they were exactly and that's the thing that there are so many rules and regulations when it comes to recycling so is everyone washing it out is everyone washing Mm. out those containers and drying them properly are you making sure that it's not a soiled pizza box that's going into your recycling are you um you know even even to the littlest bit like 
you're using a plastic water bottle maybe thinking oh it's okay because I'm recycling it Mm -hmm. and it's like well you would have saved all of that if you could have just gotten a reusable bottle or used a glass whatever for it um which goes back to our our other point too because it's it's not to say that okay if you don't have a water bottle you need to go out and you need to buy a new water bottle yeah but like you can literally use anything (laughs) to fill up exactly um and and you're saving you're saving that extra piece of plastic that yes. doesn't necessarily need to be there. We live in a really interesting world where conventional economics has shown us that we need to achieve infinite growth. Hmm. Like the the market's going to continue to boom. We are going to be smooth sailing. It's totally fine. Infinite growth, supply and demand, it's always going to increase. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We live on a finite planet. <laughs> yeah. And the way that we extract and process and distribute and consume and then dispose of all of our products, of all of our resources is totally linear. Like we're not we're not creating a circular economy yet. Mm-hmm. Not yet. It's coming. Oh, interesting. It's yeah. totally coming. Bulk yeah, barn yeah. has the reusables. Like, you know, right. we're kind of doing yeah. well, I mean, time of COVID, maybe less reusables now, but yeah. Um, there is that circular approach that's happening. Yeah. But I think that we really need to shift away from that mentality that re- recycling will um, be completely introduced back into the market. Mm-hmm. It's still taking a lot of new resources to make that happen. Mm-hmm. So reusables or good quality um, resources that you're actually going to be investing in quality goods yeah. is, is the way for that, Yeah, I think. Um but, you know, it is, it is really interesting because the way that the market goes, it shows us that buying cheap stuff that you're going to throw out is the easiest. The answer, is I the guess. easiest yeah. route. It's the way you're most going to, you know, um, benefit. Yeah. Um, but then what people don't see is that, you know, you buy the cheap shirt from H&M, you have to buy a new one a few months later because right. it doesn't last you. Exactly. Because <laughs> of the way that it's made. It's well, not yeah, yeah, right? quality. Yeah. Product. So you end up yeah. spending more money on this cheap stuff yeah. instead of just buying the stuff that may have been fair trade cotton. It may mm-hmm. have been organic cotton. It could have yeah. been something that is going to last you a long time and it's going to be made with integrity. I think... Um, Maybe people's excuse is that it's too expensive and I'd rather buy, like, the $5 shirt than the $50, For like, sure. what's it called, uh, water bottle made shirt or something right, like exactly. that. Or that it's not as accessible as H&M is everywhere, but this exactly. specific company that makes these products is not everywhere, right? This is my story of Hoover. Yeah. Oh, Hoover. Hoover was my so vacuum. <laughs> Oh, okay. I was like, what is it? <laughs> I remember way back, like, I think it was, like, my first, like, my first time, like, living um, on my own, and I was yeah. looking for a vacuum. Yeah, yeah. And so, of course, you go to Walmart. <laughs> right. And you yeah. get your your cheap little vacuum. cheap vacuum. Yeah. And sure enough, within maybe, like, two months, three months, like, yeah. I had to buy a new vacuum. Oh. So, instead of buying one that may have been double the price, may have even been triple the price, that would have lasted me. I bought the cheap one, which you can't fix because it's too expensive to fix it. I had to go out of my way however many times to go find this vacuum. And, like, Mm. the grand scheme of things, I would have saved if I just went for the better vacuum to begin with. Right, And that's the story of Hoover. And I think that relates relates to literally everything. When you go for the cheap option... and even food, like you yes. go for cheap food, 
you're going to pay for it with your health later yes, on down the line. That's true. And yeah. that's like that missing piece that like people are like, oh, it's so expensive to be sustainable. And it's like, well, if you're listening, we're talking about reducing your consumption to begin with. Yeah. So you don't need all of those shirts from H&M to yeah. begin with. You're saving it. Yeah. You're saving that. Mm-hmm. You don't need all that junk food to begin with. You mm-hmm. can save that. But when you do want to buy something, make it something worth it. Make mm-hmm. it something you're going to enjoy that's going to benefit you, that's going to be healthy for you. Because yeah. even our clothes are containing a lot of chemicals and microplastics that wow. aren't healthy for us. Right. So there are external costs mm-hmm. to a lot of the things that we purchase. Mm-hmm. And someone along the way is going to get ripped off if we keep buying the cheap stuff. Yeah. So that's where... That's where it is. It's taking, and that's actually one of the points, is that mm-hmm. taking taking some time, a little bit more time yeah. to really look into what you have and what you need. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, we really have more than we need. Way more than we need. Agreed, yeah. So it does totally make a difference. Can I ask, Chantel, what yeah. do you think about like the whole decluttering KonMari method? <laughs> wait okay so I don't know this particular method is this someone else or is this that Con- Marie yes Marie Kondo yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. okay yeah. okay because I watch so many of the decluttering videos and everyone's just trying to remove uh, excess waste in their life but the way that they dispose of it is something that I question oh, on yeah. what they're doing so that's a tricky one for me yeah what do you I, think about it <laughs> I love it I think it's so good to declutter and yeah. I think that once we declutter our stuff we are able to make room for the things that we need. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's really important too, just like mentally and physically to have that space. Mm-hmm. But as you said, when you are disposing of something, it's really important to find a home for it. Mm-hmm. And it's my favorite thing to say is that it's not waste unless it's wasted. So mm-hmm. if you have yes. anything from electronics to clothing to furniture and you put it out just so that it can go to the landfill. Right. It yeah. literally breaks my heart. Like I drive, <laughs> I drive yeah. like when I go to. I remember when I was like driving to work in the morning, and yeah. you know you pass all those houses. I've picked up bikes. I've picked up like tables and different things, mm-hmm. and I just take it to the places that can donate them. Wow. Because, yeah. I mean, maybe those people didn't have a car. Maybe yeah. those people didn't but have they access. Don't know. Maybe they didn't know. Exactly. You know? But there's not enough services that are accessible for people to say, hey, I have these electronics. They are recyclable. Like, they could still work. Yeah. But I just don't know what to do with them. Oh, so yeah. it's really hard, I think, for people to um, – manage that because when you're right especially when you're clearing out stuff you just want it out yeah we just literally did a dump in our from our like from our basement here yeah and everything from furniture to clothing to books to all this sort of stuff and there's a company that'll come and pick it all up but they're gonna throw it out right and I was like nope one eight hundred dump or something yeah (laughs) it's like it's not garbage though and I was literally thinking of a business plan in my mind like okay rent a van get all these materials I could sell off the metal I could sell off the wires like I know I was trying to like figure out what you do with it because like there's gotta be there's gotta be a market for these resources there's still there's still untapped. Yeah, yes. there's still perfectly fine things. Like, yeah. you know, I'm not an electrician, but I'm sure that the speakers I was getting rid of still had good parts in it, yes. still had something. Yeah. So it's really, um, it's great to declutter, yeah. but it is really important to find 
how you can make use of the stuff that you're going to throw out. Mm -hmm. Who can make use of it? Yeah. You know, there are so many great Facebook groups out there where Mm -hmm. it's like free, come and pick this up or, Hey, does anyone know where I can get elastics, whatever it is? You know what I mean? And I think that we really need to tap into that. Take a little bit extra time, figure out where it goes and, and who can best use it. Yeah. Uh, Cause it's, it is quite, um, it's just irresponsible that we mm-hmm. think that our garbage goes to the end of the curb and we never see it again. Mm-hmm. Have you yeah. been to the landfill before? I haven't, no. It's one of my favorite yeah. places to go. I remember you saying that. It is yeah. so interesting. Yeah. And it's really organized. Like, yeah. they really, really organize it. I guess it would have to be, right? But if you go check it out, and, like, we had yeah. a few, like, uh, fans and different, like, appliances and stuff like that. Right, yeah. And you go, and they're literally just shipping containers And you just, like, take your fan and you, like, throw it in there. Right. And then it's just a whole shipping container full of these fans that have been thrown in there. You line up with your car and you're just kind of... Okay, yeah, I have one time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they just, like, show you, like, all these different bins for different things. And it's, like, there's a lot of resources and a lot of materials and things that end up in there. There was, like, this whole shipping container full of TVs. And you walk in there and you're just, like... People literally kill themselves working so that they can buy a flat screen TV. And there's a whole shipping container full of ones that maybe are broken. Who knows? Maybe they're just not, I don't know. Maybe they need the slightest fix. But why Mm -hmm. do we throw it out? Maybe, like, people are not thinking that same way. We don't know? fix things anymore. No. <laughs> yeah, that's a huge part of we it as well. We don't know how to fix things. It's true. And that's yeah. actually another one. Okay, wow, we, I need to, like, jot down these points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because one of the first things that we were, when we were talking about, you scroll through Instagram. Yes, yeah. So we spend so much of our time looking at all of this negative news, mm-hmm. and that's what catches our eyes. That's what hurts our hearts. That's what makes us feel like we need to do something. Right, yeah. We need to stop spending so much time looking for this tragic news. And we need to start filling our time with either talking about solutions or learning skills. Yes. Learning these skills that we've lost that can help what these problems are. Mm -hmm. If we're talking about food waste, we got to learn how to preserve food. We got to learn how to cook, how to freeze, how to pickle, how to jam, how to do whatever you want to do. But those are like, those skills are lost. And unless you want to take the time to learn those skills and to act in your everyday life to preserve food like that, Mm -hmm. you're not going to, you're not going to be helping Mm -hmm. by just simply being aware of the issue. Mm -hmm. Being aware is great. Yeah. Yeah. But how much time are you spending scrolling on your Instagram, yeah. looking at all these really depressing pictures yeah. of whales with plastic in their bellies? Mm-hmm. Like, can Agreed. we yeah. can we learn how to make natural products um, so that we don't have that plastic? Right. Can yeah. we learn how to make things instead of, <laughs> I don't know, true. going to Walmart and buying it? Like, yeah. there's so many different skills that we could learn yeah. to help offset our impact. Mm-hmm. So um, that was that was one of the things that I, I really, really stand by because during this time of COVID, people got really crafty. Yes. People got yes. so it's crafty. It's so true. Yeah, yeah. And that was beautiful. Yeah. That was so cool. Yeah. How can you use what you have on hand to exactly. do the things that you need? Because mm-hmm. you can't go to the store. Yeah. That's, those are the skills that I think that I would really love to see more of, especially in schools. Like yes. Especially young like yeah. students and stuff. 
Yeah. For them to learn to mend clothing, even. Right, exactly. Right? Yeah. Like, get out of here. <laughs> like, you're going to go and buy so a shirt, true. but as soon as it, you know, or a pair of jeans, and as soon as they have a hole in it, you're going to throw it out? Like, no. we yeah. got to learn how to fix that. I think that was something I was thinking of a lot, that we're always, like, consuming all these things, all these, like, content and stuff, but we're never, like, creating. Right. Right. And creating is so beautiful. Yeah. Like, you're able to take Mm -hmm. what you love. You're able to put yourself in a place maybe that's challenging you. Yes, yeah. And it's so nice to be able to express yourself in that way. So I -hmm. I love it. Like, I remember I had, like, some extra fabric, and I was like, I'm going to make some scrunchies. And it's like, cool, you know? Like, it was just whatever. So I just think that we can be really creative if we wanted to. Mm -hmm. Or we could be really depressed looking at the pictures of (laughs) of whales with plastic in their bellies. (laughs) You know? So I I really encourage people because the, the time that we spend... Our time is our power. Yes. Our time is literally our power. Mm -hmm. And where we spend our attention, where we're working, where we're spending our money after we spend our time working, Mm -hmm. where we're learning, like every second of the day, all you have is your time and how you spend it. And if we can really be more positive or be more purposeful, if we could be more purposeful with the time that we spend, mm-hmm. we can really make a difference. And that's not just for environmental purposes. Yes. That's just for your ideal lifestyle. Exactly. We always talk about habits. Like yes. habits are important in forming the lifestyle that you wish to achieve. Mm-hmm. So this is completely related in spending that extra second to really focus in on what's important, to focus in on what you love, to focus in on what's good for the people around you mm-hmm. and for the planet too. Mm-hmm. So I'm a huge, huge fan of spending your time wisely yeah. and idling wisely. So if you are going to scroll on Instagram, by all means, go ahead, but focus on those people <laughs> who are are making stuff, yeah. who are teaching you things, yeah. who are... Um, not just trying to make you feel bad for, you know, littering or, littering yeah. or whatever it yeah. is. It's funny. It is funny. But like, yeah. um, I, I think I, I want to shift into learning more instead yeah. of um, getting bogged down with all the news and all of the depressing right. stuff that's out there. Yeah. Yeah. Aww. I know, right? We can do so much with our time. Yeah. But then even, I think even in that, it's like, you spend a little extra time, let's say, to bring a water bottle. Right. You spend a little extra time um, to pack some cutlery so when you eat exactly. out, you are, you know, you're set. You know that you're going to go out for a walk. Yeah. Maybe in your car, you just have whatever you need mm-hmm. so that you know you're not going to have to purchase something or mm-hmm. you know you're not going to have to waste something. Yeah. And I think it's that extra mindfulness that sincerely makes the difference yeah. and I know it seems so small so insignificant one yeah. plastic fork yes but I mean it adds up it does it and does. I love I love food yeah we've talked about this yes. I love food so yeah. I know that like yeah in my bag in my adventure bag yeah. there's cutlery because yeah, if I'm gonna exactly. stop for anything it's probably food so yeah. how do I make it as least wasteful as possible for me, it was, um, I went to a restaurant a couple, I guess it was a couple years ago, and when I was introduced to the whole, like, zero waste movement, and I brought a container with me, because I always can never finish my food, right. and I was packing all my food in my container, and my friends were like, what the heck, why did you bring that, and they're just kind of, like, weirded out that I brought, like, a reusable container, I know, but it's because it's not 
the new normal yet yet right. I guess and like people aren't used to seeing at that and they would rather ask oh can I just get a takeout container right or like yeah it's, and it's encouraging too because yeah. I used to be the same way there's this Thai, <laughs> yeah there's this Thai restaurant up the street mm-hmm. that um they were letting me bring my reusable container. Nice, so when I ordered takeout, yeah. I would order, but I would say, but wait, because I have my own containers. Yeah. And the manager there loved it. Nice. Like, she was so happy. She's they like, save I, more. Yeah, she's like, I want to do this, but yes. a lot of customers have a problem with it. It's like, mm-hmm. it was easy for me. I did it. Exactly. So yeah. now I don't have to deal with the stupid styrofoam. My food yes. tastes better because I have, exactly. you know, better packaging for it. Yeah. Um, and it's the littlest thing. Yeah. It's a simple little thing. That's, like, another solution to work on for, like, restaurants and stuff, Oh, for sure. Do you know what it is, though, too, that I noticed? Okay, so way back, I think it was about, like, eight years now, I was learning more about natural products. I was learning more about the chemicals that were in products. Yeah, yeah. And for me, I was really interested in it. Yeah. So for me to go out and buy the ingredients and to experiment with these different recipes and to you know, adjust to all these natural products, Mm -hmm. it was worth it. Mm -hmm. I loved it. It Mm -hmm. was fun. It was an experiment. It was um, liberating. Yes, yeah. For other people, that might seem like such an inconvenience. It could be such a huge turnoff that they didn't want to make their own deodorant. They don't want to try this new new toothpaste. They want to just stick with what they have. Exactly, yeah. So find your jam. Yeah, because it's, like, inconvenient for them. Yeah. That's what, yeah. But then find your jam. Mm-hmm. Like, say you really love playing sports. Can you buy secondhand equipment for your sports? Yeah. Can you try to raise money through your games or through your tournaments or whatever else it is? Can mm-hmm. you carpool? Can yeah. you do so many other things to make whatever you do more sustainable in mm-hmm. a way that's still enjoyable for you? Mm-hmm. If you're into fashion, can you you know, men clothing or use secondhand clothing or thrift, like mm-hmm. find your jam and reduce your impact with that passion. Mm-hmm. Don't just do it because everyone else is doing it and telling you don't use deodorant. Yeah. Do it because you actually want exactly, to. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's a big factor because yeah. we're so like hopping on the bandwagon. Oh, I know. Yeah. Right. And it's, yeah. it's, sad when people are not enjoying their life (laughs) so I I hate I hated um I hated working within the environmental industry for that reason because you know you would be approaching people giving them really solid advice about what they could do with their home with their whatever right and they just didn't want to listen because it wasn't it wasn't what ignited them it wasn't what made their heart roar like it Mm -hmm. just was a side piece of, okay, I can hug some trees later. Right, (laughs) exactly. It wasn't something that they could find to be enjoyable while also reducing their impact on the environment. Right. So my my biggest word of advice is, like, you live your life once, be happy doing it, but there are ways that you can do what you love while also reducing your impact. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, hone in on that. And I love, I love to get creative with that sort of stuff. So Mm -hmm. if you have an area of interest or a passion or something that Mm -hmm. you want help on making it more sustainable or ideas on how to make it maybe just more beneficial I'd yeah. love to help out with that too yeah, so awesome. <laughs> um but yeah there's there's a lot there's so much to do because it's all holistic like there's yes. so many elements to being sustainable yeah so um, there's so much to like there's so like when we were at the locals festival together right. we were talking about all the different I guess areas of sustainability right it's so huge that 
people might be overwhelmed on what side to oh, tackle, yeah, right? For sure. Yeah. And then you can have someone who's like, you know, a hardcore vegan who yeah. only wears secondhand clothing, but who drives a Hummer. Yeah, yeah. Like they could be like it could be just whatever. Yeah. I know probably someone who does that probably wouldn't yeah. be driving a Hummer, but right. it's the it's the same thing. And we used to see it all the time where it was like you know you're doing so great in these areas, but mm-hmm. in other areas, um, it's almost like it, it it doesn't make it worth it. The other mm-hmm. stuff that you're doing because you're consuming way more meat or something. Something yes. that's making it more impactful, and it's like. But keep working at your niche, like keep working in your own little corner and holistically, like when you are more mindful of your whole overall impact, then you can say, okay, like, Mm -hmm. hey, we reduced, we reduced what we needed to do. Mm -hmm. We've done what we can and I still enjoy my life. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's always a good one. More mindfully to reduce your impact. The three things um, I want to, to point out was that. First, we can stop focusing on all of the problems and start spending our time focusing on skills or mm-hmm. looking for solutions. Yeah. Um, the second is to really evaluate what we need mm-hmm. and to stop mindlessly purchasing things because mm-hmm. we really do have more than we need. Yeah. And then the third thing is to just be a little bit more mindful when we are throwing things out yes. because mm-hmm. if we can divert as much waste as possible and make sure that no valuable resources are going to landfill, we can make a significant impact as individuals. So these are my three points for making your time work for the environment as well. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you much, Sean, so much, Chantel. Um, I guess in next week we'll be having our part two uh, episode with Chantel as well, and it will be about how to create a positive impact, yeah, correct? So yeah, so using your time to make a positive impact. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. Thank you for listening to part one of uh, figuring out the negative impacts. Yeah, of reducing it, your negative Of impact. reducing our negative impacts and then catch you folks in the next episode. Thanks. Bye.